live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest up. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Well, 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 well. Third time is a charm, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience tonight. Uh, You know, sometimes we deal with these things here on Live from America, but lo and behold, it's better late than never. You're locked and loaded right here, ladies and gentlemen. Live from America, LFA TV, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is my honor and a pleasure and a blessing to be here with you. I want to give a big shout-out to producer Eli. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who assisted in getting this uh, broadcast up. What a rough day. It is Monday, though, isn't it? And guess what? The most important thing is I did not lose my cool. Eli, did I lose my cool? Not once. Not once did I lose my cool. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a new record. That's a new record. So if you guys can please do me the favor. I know you probably tried to at the very beginning, but please reshare this video. And get it out there to our LFA family. Rumble's going to do us the favor of highlighting the video on the front page tonight. So I know we're going to get a lot of newcomers. So anybody who is coming in who's a newcomer, first of all, I want to say welcome to LFA TV. Welcome to Live from America. We have two shows here every day, Live from America. And then we have six other, seven other shows. Now we're running nine hours a day, soon to be running 10 hours a day. It's going to be truly incredible. Uh, Jeremy, it's because you're excited to go to CPAC. That may be it. That may be it. Uh, No problem. Just a hiccup, says Sue. Yeah, just 10 minutes, you know. Not that big of a deal. Just 10 minutes late. So we're going to run about 10 or 15 minutes late tonight. Not that big of a problem. But I would ask you guys to please share, share, share. Get the video out there, and we'll go right to it, folks. We will get right to uh, the cold open video of the day, which is, you guys, no need to worry. I know there's balloons. I know there's spy balloons and spy planes and Southern border invasion. I know the, uh, the the inflation is through the roof. Train derailments. We got our supply chain completely disrupted. Our infrastructure is being destroyed. But there's no need to worry. No need. Because Stacey Abrams has been sent to Africa to start saving the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's truly incredible. That Ms. Abrams... Thank you for being with us. Let me ask you first, what are you seeing thus far at the different polling stations you have visited here in Abuja? I would say that despite a slow start uh, with the BVAS, we have seen orderly lines, we have seen long lines signaling strong enthusiasm, but we've also seen a great deal of cooperation and a very peaceful 
conversation among voters. They want to be heard and they are willing to stand in line and have patience because they know that's their path to progress. It's interesting you say that because one of the things that I have observed the past few days, this huge contingent of youth voters that many believe will really play a significant role in this election. And the people that we've been speaking with have said they believe there will be high turnout today. You, of course, are well known in the United States for your activism, for being a political figure, an author, somebody who has done so much to try to expand voting rights. From the conversations that you have had, especially with youthful voters here in Nigeria, what is is the takeaway? Well, I've had a chance to speak with uh, Yaga and with a number of youth voters across the across the state. And what they've said almost uniformly is they want to be heard. They believe progress is possible. They believe that more is possible. They understand that they are the <laughs> most right. assailed right. by Ladies unemployment. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Stacey Abrams saving the world. They sent her to Africa. She's lost. She's such a loser. Ladies, Eli, Eli, get this. Stacey Abrams is such a loser. You're supposed to say, how much of a loser is she? Well, how about this? I'm a loser. loser. There it is. I'm a loser. <laughs> and I'm not what I appear to Ladies be. Ladies and gentlemen, she's such a loser. They said, get out of here. They sent her to Africa. They said, you can't win in Georgia. You can't win anywhere. Nobody likes you at all. You make 50 Cent jealous because the gap between your teeth is so much wider than the gap between his teeth. If anybody was ever looking for the remains of Moses, I believe they might be in between Stacey Abrams' teeth because nothing else could part those teeth like that. There is, she's such a loser that they sent her to Africa to rig elections there instead of here because she couldn't even rig elections here right. (laughs) Saving the world, ladies and gentlemen. Saving the world, one rigged election at a time. Bon voyage, Stacey Abrams. We threw her across the pond. She's down in Africa, actually, rigging elections. She could stay there. (laughs) The elephants might get a little jealous. They won't be happy. Training everybody else how to training everybody how to do it there so they can go along the Darien Gap and work their way to America and understand how to be a corrupt loser here. Isn't that the, uh, isn't that the, isn't that the plan? Isn't that the, uh, isn't that the journey? We'll teach you how to rig elections here in Africa. And then you make that journey that Ben Berkwam showed us all the way across uh, the pond over here to, uh, to South America and up through the Darien Gap. Boom. You're in America. (laughs) Anyway, if you're just joining in, we started the show about 12 minutes late. So we're only about six minutes in. You have not missed much we apologize for that a lot of technical difficulties as we're getting ready uh to go to cpac um so you know things happen and it is what it is i'd like to thank the following people if i could because these people are people who keep this show going and people who are donating to our efforts to go to cpac because this is a very 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 expensive venture so i'd like to say thank you to helen Kitten Woodard, thank you very much for the $20. Thank you, Brenda Kuit, for the tw- uh, $15 uh, for CPAC. Eric Snyder, thank you for the quarterly $100 donation to LFA. Donna Larson and Brandy Noga, thank you for your monthly uh, donation to keep this network going. Uh, we This is structured just like James O'Keefe had Project Veritas structured until they took over except we'll never have a board. You guys will always be in charge. This network will always be powered by the people, whether I'm alive or not. 
Trust that. Uh, Wanda fucked. Susan Thompson, thank you very much. Paula Van Lone, Sue Markson, Ilda Jaco, Diana Packman, and Nicole's Morehouse. I thank each and every one of you for your kind donation every month here to Live from America. And it also allows us to be able to budget knowing what's coming in. So that's really, that's really um, nice to know as well. So thank you again. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to donate to our efforts to go to CPAC and do other things like Trump rallies and cover them the way that you want them covered, uh, you can always rumble rant right here on Rumble, or you can go to JeremyHarrell.com or LFATV.us. And I believe there might be an update for the LFATV app if you have that as well. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. Let's go to the Lord. Here on this February 27th, year of our Lord, 2023, don't let problems intimidate you. Like today, this might be the first time, this might be the first time that I, not, that I didn't let something like this actually make me snap. Usually I get pretty flustered. Do not let problems intimidate you. I, the mighty one, am your midst, and I am greater than all the trouble in the world. Your bills, finances, FBI knocking on your door, health problems even. Maybe you're losing a loved one or lost a loved one. Bodily functions uh, are declining. Ladies and gentlemen, God is bigger than all of your trouble in the world. Hold tightly to his hand and you can walk confidently through your toughest times. Thank you, VJ Mom 46. We, we love you. Psalm 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble... You will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. And Zephaniah 317 says, The Lord your God in the midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. You know, one part that stands out to me now that I probably wouldn't have noticed about a year ago, he will quiet you with his love. I've become, such, I've become so much more reserved um, lately than I have been in my entire life that that quietness, that calmness, that not saying every single joke that pops up into my head because I, I, I do it for attention or I do it for laughs, whatever. It's truly an incredible thing to just be quiet sometimes. Before you turn out the light tonight, when it's going to be quiet, remember that you are not alone and that God is with you right there in that bedroom with you. Right there before you close your eyes, God is with you. I don't have anywhere to go CPAC with anyone I don't want to go alone, says Cynthia. I understand that. Here's the good thing, folks. If you are going to CPAC, obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff for you to do. I know it's expensive. Trust me, I get it. And I know not everybody can go. And I wish that the whole LFA family could go. But the one good thing about it is if you do decide to go, you can come and hang out at the LFA Media Row. I don't care if there's 100 people in front of that booth. This is where we're going to have our first family reunion, and then we're going to have a far bigger one later. So you're welcome to stand there all day. All day. Just know that we all have jobs to do, too. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Uh, Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Let's do this. And remember to keep sharing the video. Most people don't even know we're live because we were so late. So if you could do that for me, I would appreciate it. Uh, I'm also going to take a minute to, uh, to share this out uh, all through Instagram as well. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tried to restart Chrome. No luck, says Barbara Peters. Barbara, I hope you're here. I hope you're here. J.K. Alba says, be safe. We will, hon. We love you. God bless. Let's get right to the show, folks. First and foremost section, lift up those cups and let's have our first slurp of our Rise Up Coffee. I know this is what you're drinking. I know that the smell of pecan, American pecan, is smelling up your house in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get to it. Trump has announced his new plan to restore greatness to American businesses, to American manufacturing once again, like he did in 2016. However, it's going to be a lot different this time because manufacturing is in a far worse um, state than it was in 2016. That is how bad Joe Biden and this administration and the Democrats and Congress, don't forget, that is how bad of a job they've done. That is how, if you were to give them a grade, it would be an F. That's, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. If you were to give them a grade, it would have been an F. Let's go to this uh, video now, President Trump. And this is what, I, you know what I love about Trump? This is what I love about him. He lay, he's laying out a plan where there is no plan from the left, not just from Biden, but from the left. There's no plan from the left. There's no plan from the right. There's no plan for anybody except for Trump. He's been laying it out. And the greatest thing about this time around is Trump's been president. So there's no, I wonder what kind of job he'll do. I wonder if he'll get us into World War Four by then. I have a feeling we might go through an economic World War III before then. But you know what I'm saying. All that talk's going to go out the window. All of that um, uh, pessimistic, those pessimistic views from the left, all of uh, of those questions, they can be put out to pasture. We don't have to be bogged down with, will Trump know how to do foreign policy? Will Trump be good uh, with peace in the Middle East? (laughs) Obviously. Will Trump X, Y, and Z? Those questions, will, we can just get those right out of the way. Now, I'm not saying that the left ain't going to try it. Obviously, the left is going to try that. But the, but, but the American people can see right through it. Let's go to this video now. Uh, Trump's plan to restore greatness to American business sector and our economy by taxing the H-E double hockey sticks out of China. As a matter of fact, his plan would tax China into oblivion. And they should be. They should pay for what they've done. To all of us, let's go to the video now. Very simply, the Biden agenda taxes America to build up China. China is the big beneficiary. We cannot let that happen. And just a couple of years ago, it wasn't happening. China paid to the United States hundreds of billions of dollars, and no other president got 10 cents, legitimately 10 cents from China. My agenda will tax China to build up America. The heart of my vision is a sweeping pro-American overhaul of our tax and trade policy to move from the Biden system that punishes domestic producers and rewards outsourcers to a system that rewards domestic production and taxes foreign companies and those who export American jobs. They will be rewarded and rewarded greatly. And our country will benefit. 
To achieve this goal, we will phase in a system of universal baseline tariffs on most foreign products. On top of this, higher tariffs will increase incrementally depending on how much individual foreign countries devalue their currency. They devalue their currency to take advantage of the United States, and they subsidize their industries or otherwise engage in trade cheating and abuse. And they do it now like never before. And we had it largely stopped, and it was going to be stopped completely within less than a year. As tariffs on foreign producers go up, taxes on American producers will go down and go down very substantially. And that means a lot of jobs coming in. Not only will this system end our gaping trade deficits, and they are massive right now, and bring back millions of American jobs, it will also bring trillions and trillions of dollars pouring into the United States Treasury from foreign countries and allow us to invest that money in American workers, American families, and American communities. This plan will be the linchpin of a new strategic national manufacturing initiative that builds on my historic success in ending NAFTA, which was a tremendous thing, a tremendous achievement. Nobody thought it could be done. And we did USMCA, U.S., Mexico, Canada, and it was an incredible thing. But we're also going to end other unfair trade deals, and we'll end them quickly. In addition, as a matter of both economic and national security, I will implement a bold series of reforms to completely eliminate dependence on China in all critical areas. We will revoke China's most favored nation trade status and adopt a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods, everything from electronics to steel to pharmaceuticals. This will include strong protections to ensure China cannot circumvent restrictions by passing goods through conduit countries, countries that don't make a product, but all of a sudden they're selling a lot of product. It comes right through China, right out of China, and right into our country. We will also adopt new rules to stop U.S. companies from pouring investments into China and to stop China from buying up America, allowing all of those investments that clearly serve American interests. We're not going to allow bad things to happen to our country anymore. And we will eliminate federal contracts for any company that outsources to China. Biden will never get the job done. He is weak on China because the corrupt Biden family has received millions and millions of dollars from entities tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Everybody knows that. They try and hide it, and the fake news doesn't want to talk about it. Biden's pro-China economic program puts America last, and it's killing our country. My cutting-edge trade agenda will revitalize our economy by once again putting America first. And by the way, we'll get along very well with China. And you know what the reason is? They'll respect us again, like they did just two years ago. We will quickly become a manufacturing powerhouse like the world has never seen before. Thank you very much. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is your favorite president, your only president, Donald J. Trump. Folks, we have 848 rumbles. That means 848 people have liked this video. We got about 3,500 people watching on Rumble. If everybody could just do me the kind favor, it's right down there. It's right below my finger. There, on your screen. I'll reach down and hit that thumbs up button. I would really, really, 
Really, really appreciate that. Now, that's President Donald J. Trump being presidential. How do you like the new look of the show, by the way? How do you like the new look of the transitions, the new backgrounds? I tell you what, we've been doing a lot here on uh, LFA TV to to really boost up our production because if we're going to be down there and if we're going to be you know, holding people accountable and asking people if they're MAGA, is CPAC really MAGA? Then, ladies and gentlemen, we got to look like we, we are in the game. So we've been spending a lot of time on that. And by the way, that kind of talk right there, President Trump's talk right there, I am going to make it our mission. I am going to make it our mission while we are down at CPAC for LFA TV to maybe the only, maybe the only network there that asks everybody, including Matt and Mercedes, uh, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, is CPAC MAGA? Because that right there is going to tell you everything. That right there is going to tell you everything you need to know about CPAC's agenda when it comes to, now I know they're going to say, we don't have an agenda. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Everybody has an agenda. Let's not lie. Are we all going to get behind President Trump now or not? That is what LFA TV's role outside of asking the tough questions and, and, and having a good time with the great conservatives. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be tons and tons of amazingly great people down there. But there's going to be a lot of rhinos there too. There always is. And I'm going to ask each and every one of them, if I'm interviewing them, I can't say the same for Mike Crispy. I can't say the same for anybody else. I know that they're tough like I am and they've probably got their own way of, uh, of questioning people, but I'm going to say, are you MAGA? And if not, that's okay. Why? Why are you not MAGA? Because that's going to be the center of a lot of why we're there, folks. We may be the only network there who's actually pushing that agenda. And I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Oh, you're pushing an agenda. That's not what a news network should do. Good, we're not a news network. How about that? We're LFA TV. We're, we are concerned with one thing and one thing only, and that's saving this country. That's saving this country, period. And this is the way to do it. And this is the man in that role to do it, and we know that for this time. And we're not going to mince words, and we're not going to play games, and we're not going to mess around, and we're not going to sit there and pussyfoot around and cry over, oh, I mean, we want to be, um, we don't want to have an agenda. I don't care. Everybody has an agenda. And our agenda is to make those at CPAC, we're going to separate the, from, uh, the, uh, we're gonna sec- separate the men from the boys. Who's MAGA and who's not? We are going to ask those questions at CPAC. And I don't even have to, I don't even have to, um, I guess I could speak for everybody else at LFA TV. I know that's the way they feel too. And we're not going there to be bullies or to be rude to anybody. We will be, we will be fair. We will be, fi- we will be fine. We will be professional. But we're for you guys. For you guys, we are going to show you who's MAGA and who's not. And that's the way it's going to be. Now, I want to go highlight a video if I can real quick. And this is a video from Timcast. Now, you guys know Isabella was on Timcast. You guys know Tim Pool. Uh, he's not a big Trump guy. He's going to be voting for Trump now because of what Biden did with Ukraine going there when he should have went to Ohio. So, but that's not my point here. That's not why I'm going to play this video. I want to play this video because it pertains to Trump. Now, I'm just going to go right to, I'm going to do a side-by-side here uh, again. And by the way, the only reason I did that side-by-side just a minute ago is because I wanted to look like I was interviewing Donald Trump. <laughs> not gonna lie about, I'm not going to lie about that one. Um, I'm going to do a side-by-side here just so I can react uh, real time uh, with this, with you guys. Uh, but this is a video that was on Timcast. 
and it is of former Secretary of Defense Chris Miller, who was the Secretary of Defense during the Trump years. And there's a couple reasons I want to play this video, and we're going to break it down afterwards. But if you just give me a second here. Um, got that. Thank you very much. That works. Okay, let's, uh, let's go to this video now. And I want to just play for you. They're, what they're doing is they're questioning him about January 6th, okay? And what I like about this, what I like about this interview is they get him to admit that the left says that Donald Trump was trying to uh, commit a coup. Donald Trump was trying to stage a coup by January, by sending his, you know, supporters out on January 6th to take the presidency away from the peaceful transfer of power. Now, Secretary of Defense Chris Miller here says That's, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But he also says some things that I don't agree with, and I don't think even he knows because I think he might be too much in the swamp to even know this. And thank you for the donations for the D.C. trip, guys. I see them all coming in. I just want to get through this news, and then we'll, we'll highlight them. Let's go to this video uh, from Tim Cast if we can now. We would have sent uh, soldiers up on Capitol Hill on January 6th, the morning of Jan- So let's go back. I hate to do this. Let's go back. I'm going to be pedantic and talk about our high school civics class. Capitol Hill, legislative branch, military, executive branch. Capitol Hill, you don't go up there if you're the executive branch, the military, unless you're invited. To do something different is called a military coup. <laughs> so I was not going to be party to that, obviously because that's un-American in violation of my oath of office to the Constitution. So this narrative that we should have moved faster or had been up there beforehand would have been, could you imagine what, what would have happened if we would have pushed, if I would have pushed National Guard troops up on Capitol Hill before the uh, riot started? Wow, it would have been a mess. I know the only person who got killed was Ashley Babbitt by Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd. That was the only shot fired. Do you think that was a justifiable shot given the situation? Well, you know, the protective service detail, I, I don't, it, it appears to me that when she came through the window, that she, that she crashed in on the security bubble and, they, and, and uh, they shot her. That was the moment when I realized we had been promised. All right, that all right, all right, all right, stop that Washington- right there. That's the part, that's the only part I don't agree with him in. And I don't agree with the guy that's sitting there with, uh, with Tim Poole either, his, his, his co-host there. Ashley Babbitt didn't come through that window. Ashley Babbitt did not push her way through that window. That's the part I did not agree with. At all. The only person to die that day, well, he did say by police hands, but they're forgetting Roseanne Boylan. They're forgetting that. They're forgetting. He's saying the, the person who fired a first shot and killed somebody was Ashley Babbitt. And what I don't, what I don't agree with what Chris Miller said there, though, was the fact that he said when Ashley Babbitt came through that window and breached that secure, that, you know, that secure uh, point, that's when he's, that did not happen, sir. I, 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 I w- if I was there, I would have said something. If I was with Tim Poole there, I would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like, I, hey, don't get me wrong. I like Chris Miller. I think he did a good job. I think he did a good job for Trump. But come on. That goes to show you that not even the people in the swamp know anything about what happened. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the video. In D.C. and on Capitol Hill could handle up to a million protesters that day. And you don't use your military for domestic law enforcement. Cop, that's what we have cops for. You don't use military. You don't use soldiers to do domestic law enforcement until civil society is broken down. Like a natural disaster in New Orleans, everything's gone to, you know what, 
That's when you go in there. That's when the military okay. serves. In- if that's the case, then why did we allow in this country? Now I know, I know Chris Miller didn't have a lot to do with this, but I'm just saying in general, why did we allow our military to be armed with military-grade weapons, right, if that's what they're going to call them, and why did we allow them to put a gate up around our people's house when we didn't break down, when the country wasn't in that kind of, a, in that kind of a distress? And they, they literally, if you ask me, those National Guard members, those, those Army National Guard members who were in D.C. getting treated like crap, by the way, forced to be there, living on cement, living in parking garages, uh, going to the bathroom in the same bathroom, no, no, no uh, d- you know, distinction between genders as far as uh, the porta-potties and the bathrooms went. They treated them like crap, but they made them turn their guns on us. They made them turn their guns on us. So in a way... They kind of already did that, but I understand where Chris Miller's going with this. Let's keep going. Does uh, law enforcement duties. Until that happens, keep the military up. The military, we, you talked about Vietnam. Military really violated tons of American civil liberties by spying on Americans. These are the things that are They're going still doing it. Yeah. My last follow-up was going to be um, many people in the Trump administration decided to resign as a result of January 6th and the events um, following it. You chose not to. Can you tell me a little bit more about that decision? Yeah, because I wanted to get more facts. So, you know, I had been in combat a, f- a day or two. I'd been a leader in the military, commander in the military, and you don't you, you got to be stable. You got to be steady, right? That's what good leaders do. I saw a lot of those political figures that bailed that day doing it for political reasons. I was like, we need to find out what happened. We're still finding out what happened That's that true. day. That's so, true. So, you know, I, here's the one that always bugs me when these big wigs talk about, well, you know, I f- it would have been the reason I stayed is because it, I had to protect it something i if it wasn't for me you know i had to protect our soldiers i'm not saying that that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that's my job i'm gonna i got six weeks left or whatever it was four weeks left and you know what was that was it thomas Paine? sunshine soldiers what's that yeah you know it's like hey you get paid for the good times and the bad and you really get paid for the tough times. That's what the American people pay you for, right? That's you never thought it was a coup or anything? Dude, I was like, running the military. There was no coup. <laughs> so to make it clear? Mill, Millie how... was right about that. Millie's right like, there, you know, the right only there, way... Right there. I was running the military. There was no coup. That's what I wanted to get to. But I, there, there was such an interesting conversation that I wanted to break that down because I disagreed with things that he said there. Now, somebody in the chat said, Ashley Babbitt did break, the, break through the window, but she didn't deserve what she got. Now, I know what you're talking about there, but I'm talking about at the point when they shot her. I, I, I can't say for sure how many feet she was away when they actually shot her, but I think she was somewhere in the, in the vicinity of six to eight feet from the door when they shot her in the neck. So somebody else also asked, Mike Lindell is suing McCarthy for the January 6th footage. Why didn't he sue Nancy Pelosi? Because Nancy Pelosi held it under the guise of investigation, and, and, and McCarthy gave it away to exclusive... Uh, to to Fox News, to Tucker specifically. And he's saying, well, since he did that, he can't do that. He cannot pick and choose who to give that information to. If you've declassified it or whatever, if you've made it, if you've taken it out of the seal and if you've given it anybody the ability to look through it, then you had to give everybody the ability to look through it. And for that, for that, I agree. Let's go to the Rumble chat real quick here. Um, 
Perfect, right here. Let's uh, rumble chat. What do we got here? Uh, I trust him too. She was not armed. Deadly force was not authorized. She still deserves a trial over her peers no matter what. I agree. I agree. Her family deserves that. Wow, I miss half the show. Did I come on late? See, Ward, uh, we, were, we were 12 minutes late, so you're not as late as you think. Um, I just brought Sweet Baby Ray's Mango and Habanero Sauce. Can't wait to try it. That's awesome. She was not armed. She might have been pushed. Well, she was definitely being pushed. Is Ron DeSantis and President Trump both going to be at CPAC? Ron DeSantis is not. President Trump always makes last-minute decisions. I've not heard that yet, but there is a rundown on CPAC.org, and you can see LFA TV there now. Made in the USA sheep. Ashley did not break any window. She punched that guy that broke it. Well, I do remember her yelling at people who were doing that. We're not talking about breaking window. We're talking about breaking the barrier of the window, not breaking the window itself. I I should have clarified that. Uh, I am here too. thought something happened, Michelle. Uh, No, we just were late. It was our fault. Uh, When do we get to see the J6 info? That's exactly right. That's what I want to see. Somebody needs to be held accountable. I agree. All right, let's see who we got here for donations. We got TKD Bob. God bless you. Great hearing in Arizona last week. Thank Liz Harris. God bless you. $25, Miss Mocha Powered. Wish we could go. I wish you could go too. We've got KMAC12345 for CPAC Trump rallies. That's awesome. Thank you. Hexlean72 for CPAC. God bless you and thank you so very much. PDX Leroy, CPAC, 20 bucks. Man, you guys are great. CPAC, Peggy Dell, thank you so much. CPAC, Karen Sue, oh, thank you. No, you, you're amazing. That's, you, would, you did amazing, thank you. This is you guys pitching in, doing your part, and we appreciate it. And for those who can't, you guys are doing your part by being here. Everybody plays a different role. Uh, Rob Girl, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Uh, who else do we got here? We've got uh, Toy Thir- uh 20-T-O-I, Toy334. Thank you so very much for your donation. We've got Cousin Girl. Thank you so very much. And $10 from Harry Legs. CPAC, sorry I can't do more. And boom, we got another 100 bucks. Look at this. Moon0704, what's your first or comment to Trump if Trump approaches you at CPAC? Wow. Wow. Um, thank you to all the donors, first of all. I appreciate you. My first comment or question, well... My first comment would be, my first comment would be, President Trump, we know you're the rightful president, but we also know how hard it's going to be this, uh, this year, this, this campaign uh, compared to 2016, and I just want you to let you know that LFA TV is behind you 150%. We're going big bang MAGA, sir. Let's put the pedal to the metal and let's kick some arse, if you know what I'm saying. My first question to Donald Trump would be, how can I help? How can we help? What do we need to do to help more than what we're doing right now? And will you please come on the network every week and give us a uh, <laughs> and give us a uh, an update? Um, yeah, I don't know why Ron DeSantis isn't going. It's it's truly remarkable if he's going to run for president. Why he wouldn't go? If I were you, Jeremy, and saw Trump, I'd ask him. What was that again? Thank you, Patsy Boatwright. God bless you. Uh, I'd ask him when he's going to be on LFA TV. That's a good question. That's a good question. And MK says, I'd ask him to marry me. That's a good question, too. <laughs> that is a good question, too. I might ask him that myself. Not gay. Just saying. Right, Eli? 
<laughs> Eli says not gay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly um, talk about Gold Co. If we can, uh, folks. So many of you have already done this. So many of you have already said, you know what? Enough is enough. I cannot allow this to happen anymore to my finances. Cannot allow this to happen to my 401k, to my IRA, to my savings. I cannot continue to let Biden continue to destroy the dollar and send our hard-earned money over to Ukraine and places like that just so they can launder it back to lobbyists and themselves. Tired of it. So what did you decide to do? What did you decide to do? Well, first of all, we had people decide to put their money in real estate, which is great. Always good move. And other and other people turned uh, transferred their entire 401ks into a gold or precious metal IRA. But check this out. It doesn't have to be gold because as Patriot Donnie says, even gold can be manipulated to a certain extent. Not as easy as the dollar, but it can be. So you can do copper. You can do silver. You can do palladium. So many different ways. The last time the economy was this bad was when the guy that's in charge in the uh, hiding in the back right now was in charge in the front before Obama. So what do you know? Democrats equal destruction. So go to goldcode.com and use and go uh, goldcode.com slash live L I V E or old school call 855-559-3433 ladies and gentlemen, and you'll get a free uh, IRA gold kit today. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, the House Oversight Committee is escalating their investigation into, um, into Joe Biden and the Biden crime family, which is always nice. I like when I see escalation in that realm. And House of, uh, James Comer on Monday escalated his investigation into the Biden crime family, saying, quote, I am calling on the U.S. Treasury to testify at a hearing on March 10th. I am calling on the U.S. Treasury to testify at a hearing in front of the House Oversight Committee on March 10th. Now, why would James Comer want the U.S. Treasury Department to under oath testify at a March 10th hearing as it pertains to the Biden crime family? Well, he says the American people deserve transparency and the Treasury Department's failure to produce requested information related to the Biden family family's influence peddling schemes is unacceptable. Hunter Biden and his uncle James have at least 150 suspicious activity reports on their accounts, he says. According to Representative Comer, the Bush administration created banking suspicious activity reports. It was a way for banks to help the administration track foreign money laundering and dangerous terrorist activities. Congress was always able to access the government reports from the Treasury Department, he said. But Joe Biden immediately changed the law when he entered the White House. Well, how about that? Eli, did you know that? I don't think a lot of people did. Change that law. Well, we can't have them following the money. And the greatest and easiest way to follow the money is through the U.S. Treasury Department. But when the U.S. Treasury Department says, eh, shh, we're not going to say anything. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think, I think it's time for subpoenas. And we already know that subpoena precedent has been set when they arrested Steve Bannon. Now Congress cannot access Biden family's suspicious activity reports without an order. And and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is covering for the Biden crime family. You see, folks, what we're experiencing here is Arizona on steroids. We're almost at 4,000 people. I need each and every person to share this to Telegram, Getter, and and Facebook right now and like the video as we only have 1,100 likes. We need to get to 1,500, all right? The government is withholding this information from Congress and Representative Comer asked Treasury to, uh, 
the Treasury. I'm assuming Janet Yellen will be the one ultimately that has to go in front of Congress, which is okay. We got two years. We got two years to do this. We don't want to bring up charges too quick. If we bring up charges on anybody in the Biden crime family too early, well, then this nincompoop who sharts himself and thinks he's the president of the United States can easily get somebody to lift up his hand, put a crayon in between his three fingers and pardon his crackhead son. That's not what we want. We want methodical two-year investigation. And it's going to start by bringing each and every one of these scum-sucking losers through the mud where they belong. And we're going to do it on live TV. That's the good thing about it. And I can ho- and, and, and everything we're trying to do here at LFA, we're trying to get reporters in the field, folks. Actual reporters in the field who have experience doing this stuff so that they can cover this stuff and we don't have to rely on somebody else covering it. Although that's the cheap way of doing it and we'll do it when we have to. I think that the Smarty Award of the day needs to go to James Comer because he has done an incredible job. Let's cue that music. Oh, that's the dumb dumb. No, no. This is the one we need to cue, folks. The Smarty Award of the day here on Live from America TV. LFA TV goes to Representative James Comer. Do you know why? It's over there, by the way, the Smarty, the Smarty thing. Do you know why it goes to Representative James Comer? Because this man knows how to run an investigation. This man's going to run an investigation so slow, but so methodically, he's going to drag everybody through the mud face first. And you just watch. And by the way, do not forget to watch Pete Santilli tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a bombshell episode. You can watch him live on Getter. You can probably watch him live on, um, on Frank's speech as well. Okay, we're only 43 minutes into the show, folks. So we got well over 20 minutes left. Let's continue to go. Ron DeSantis has signed the bill, thank God. At a governor level, Ron DeSantis is unstoppable. At a presidential level, he doesn't have a chance. So let's highlight him at a governor, le- uh, a governor level. Ron DeSantis has finally signed the bill ending Disney's self-governing status. The law also ends Disney's exemption from state regulatory reviews and codes. That means that the state is going to be up their butt with a magnifying glass, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday signed a bill ending the Walt Disney Company's self-governing status. Allowing a corporation, he said, to control its own government is bad policy. Yes, it is, sir. I agree 100%. Uh, At running a, a state, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Especially, he said, when the uh, cop, the corporation makes decisions that impact an entire region. The law also ends Disney's exemption from the state regulatory reviews, which they should always get, and codes. And codes, that means OSHA and everybody else has to be in there. It's truly remarkable. And ensues, ensures that Disney will pay its fair share of taxes. That is billions of dollars Disney just lost right there. Billions of dollars. That doesn't, that doesn't even include the people that are leaving their screaming services, that are not taking their kids to the once magical kingdom. Billions of dollars they're now going to have to pay in taxes. You don't think that board is, is, is changing their mind real quick, folks? Go woke, go broke. Amen? However, the bad... So that's Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor level, best governor in the nation. Arguably, right? I would say it's not arguably. I would say he is, by far, the best governor in the nation. Er, 
Now let's turn the cheek a little bit here and do a 180. As Governor Ron DeSantis brings politicians and big donors to Palm, De- to Palm Beach to discuss his presidential aspirations. Now, Mike Crispy covered this on his show today. If you do not watch, watch Mike Crispy's show, I urge you to do so if you can because it's truly a remarkable show. He is the tip of the spear, just as much as me, if not more, on some things. Governor Ron DeSantis is moving forward with his aspirations for being U.S. president. This weekend, he held a get-together in Florida for a prominent supporters, all prominent supporters, as he gets ready to kick off his presidential campaign. You know Fox News is behind him 100%. Everything on Fox News, as far as like putting somebody up on a pedestal, for the last two weeks has been Ron DeSantis, and they're going to continue this. Now, he hosted 150 donors and influencers at Palm Beach Retreat this weekend. DeSantis aiming to broadcast his brand well beyond Tallahassee, as you could see when he put out that uh, definitely national campaign video. He's not running for governor, so it's obviously put out for a reason. Unveiled a new video at the event touting his Florida blueprint as the political antidote to deepening national malice. Who was at this little get-together? Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Mike Lee, Senator Ron Johnson, along with Ann Coulter, David Rubin, libs of TikTok creator Shia Rachik. Also, ladies and gentlemen, who was there uh, was, who else do we have? We have another list of people here. Yep, here we go. Um, Chip Roy, Thomas Massey, Adam Laxalt, Jim Lamont, and Dana Loesch, all former Ted Cruz crew members. And who was Ted Cruz? Lion Ted, ladies and gentlemen, remember? So what you're going to experience now is the full weight of the Republican Party, even more so than in 2016, going against Donald Trump. Now I'm going to say something that you guys did not expect me to say. You ready for a surprise? Surprise. I welcome this. Do I want this? No. I would much rather have Ron DeSantis fall in line where he knows he should and support Donald Trump because that's how we truly truly drain the swamp. Having said that, iron sharpens iron and Trump needs this. Trump needs Trump needs somebody to push him to be who we know he can be. Trump needs this. Trump would walk through every other opponent like a hot knife through butter, and I believe he can DeSantis as well, and I believe he will. But Trump needs this. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not going to bash DeSantis during this unless DeSantis becomes a douchebag. If DeSantis becomes a douchebag, I will then do what needs to be done. However, I think Trump needs this. I really do. I think Trump needs somebody to give him a little bit of a scare to really bring out the Trump that we know is in there as well as the new Trump that's presidential. I think he needs it. I think iron sharpens iron, and I think MAGA will be massively strong when this is over. So I think Trump needs this. And I don't think that DeSantis could beat Trump, especially with people like Pompeo, Nikki Haley, and the rest of the morons that are in there. But yes, Trip Roy was there. So I don't think we need to fear this, folks. 
One thing that I don't think we need to do here at LFATV is fear this. Let it play out. Donald Trump's got this. He is a master at this. He is, Ron DeSantis is not in the same weight class as Donald Trump in this boxing match. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Now, will the, I don't, I don't think we should just blow it off, but I think we need it. So that's just my two cents. I'll leave it there. But if Ron DeSantis does to start being a douchebag <laughs> against the guy who got him elected, I will go, I will do what I have to do then. That's just what I'm saying. That's just how I feel about it. He's running, so let's just let it happen, folks. There's no need to start. I don't think there's no need right now to start saying, DeSantis, you're a scumbag and a loser. The guy's got the entire Republican Party and the biggest news station in the country saying, hey, we got you. Now, he should see right through that, and I think he's kind of a a douchebag for not seeing right through that. But I understand it. He's going to run. He's going to run. You know, it is what it is. I think we need it, and I, 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 I don't want it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want this. I, wanted, I want everybody behind Trump right now, right now, and I think he should not run at all, but let him get his beak wet and let him get, his, let him get slapped right back to where he belongs. That's what I say, and if he's really careful, he will strengthen himself as well. Jeremy's Looney Tunes, DeSantis just outed himself as a globalist. Oh, I didn't say he didn't. I didn't say he didn't. I did not say he did not out himself. What I'm saying is he's done a great job for the people of Florida. And I don't think that we need to fear him running against Donald Trump. That's all I'm saying. Let it play out. Let it happen. Donald Trump's base is so much bigger. So much bigger. Donald Trump is the Republican Party. So let DeSantis come in and let him get smacked back to the boondocks where he belongs. We'll all do it. I'm just saying I don't fear it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, Now check this out, folks. I don't think we have time to do this story, actually. I think we're going to skip ahead. That's not really a big story. I think we need to skip ahead to John Fetterman. I think we need to skip ahead. Of, let's first of all, let's go to the Rumble chat because the Rumble chat is popping off with, that, with how they feel about Ron DeSantis right now. Let's see what we're saying here. I didn't believe it, but he is. Well, I guess everybody owes, uh, I guess everybody could say sorry to Mike Crispy. He told, we, we told you this was going to happen. We knew this was going to be happening. El Dooley, that's what I'm talking about. I have no fear. Apparently, no more Governor Ron DeSantis. Who will be the governor when he loses? Yeah, well, that's a, the people from Florida should be the ones that are, are really mad. The people from Florida should be the ones that are really mad. He shouldn't leave Florida. That's bad. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Let him get his beak wet. He's going to get smacked back to the boondocks so fast. Florida's going to turn on him so quick. Trump is the only one that can do this properly. I 100% agree. Just ordered my tack right chainsaw. That's amazing. Awesome. God has this under control. I have no fear because I know God's in charge. That's the kind of stuff I like to see, folks. That's all I'm saying. Not really, Jeremy. Dig deeper. Look, I've dug deep. I know exactly who Ron DeSantis is. I'm not saying he's not uh, that he's not aligning with, with the globalist. But <laughs> what I'm saying is he's still beloved by the people of Florida because of what he's done there. And he's going he's gonna to get them to turn on him by doing this. Fetterman's done either way. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Fetterman. I think so. I think Fetterman's dead. I got to be honest with you. 
Love from Linda in Indiana. How you doing, Linda? Good to see you, hon. Trump used his New York address when he registered so they could run on the same ticket. DeSantis' priority should be Florida. Yes, it should be, 100%. I agree. I agree. I want Ron to pledge not to take a salary. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. He hasn't even announced. No, he hasn't. Uh, but he, he just brought he just brought 150 donors and politicians to Florida to talk about him running for president. So I'm sure they're not all going to go there and say, no, we don't think you should run. <laughs> we don't think you should run. I'm telling you to expect it. Expect it. He's going to run. He's going to run. Where, oh, where, how does, how does Sean Ferris do this, Eli? Where, oh, where is John Fetterman? Oh, where, oh, where, where's John Fetterman? Ladies and gentlemen, I think John Fetterman's dead. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Now, if they bring him on camera tomorrow, I'll say, well, there, there you go. He's not dead. I think he's dead. Where's John Fetterman, folks? Where is he? If he's not dead, where is he? Look, ladies and gentlemen, his health is in massive decline. Okay. They took him out of, the, they, 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 they took him out of the, the public eye a long time ago. We haven't seen hide nor hair of him. I think he's brain dead. If he's not dead, he's brain dead. Democrats are hiding the seriousness of John Fetterman's condition to avoid a special election. Because they know that in a special election at this right now, they would have a hard time even stealing that this quick. A special election, they don't have time to get ready for, folks. Eli said, are they trying to find a lookalike? No, all they have to do is hide his normal head and put his lump on his neck as his real head. Nobody would know the difference. He doesn't talk anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, I think he's dead. Let's, uh, let's bring up this tweet here. Pop this over real quick. Washington County PA GOP Chairman Sean Logue has called upon Senator Fetterman to appear on camera to show proof of life. Folks, proof of life. Does anybody ever get asked to show proof of life? Except for John Fetterman? The Eagles are better than the Eagles. To show proof of life has requested PA representatives to intervene if he can't do so. And then below it says, ultimately, if Fetterman is unable or unwilling to carry out his duties as United States Senator, then we need to ask for his resignation and call for a special election to be held this year. Exactly. Exactly. You don't even need to perfect to clone him. Just have a clone go wrong, and it'll look like Fetterman. But seriously, I I am on the same notion. I want to see this guy alive right now. Because I don't think he is. And if he is, I think he's brain dead. I think he's out the game. He's out to pasture, folks. I think he's gone. They don't have time to steal the election. And they know they they stole that one. By the way, anybody talk to Dr. Oz lately? Where's he at? Where's that loser Dr. Oz? I haven't heard from that scumbag in a while. He just came in, did what he had to do, and bounced, huh? Loser. I'm a loser. Dr. Oz, you are a loser. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. Let's go to another uh, high-level uh, elected official who is in uh, mental decline. Um, hey, hold on a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. What's up, man? I'm on. I'm on air. 
you're live. Hey, every, hey, Frankie. Hey, Frankie, say hi to everybody. LFA audience, I miss you. I, I couldn't get enough of you for one hour, so I'm just calling in to say hi. I miss y'all. That's <laughs> such a lie. Uh, I'm, assuming you're call, I'm, I'm assuming you're calling to tell me good news uh, on live view. Okay, I got to go. I'll talk to you afterwards. All right, see you later. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the most based producer in the game, apparently. <laughs> Eli goes, hey. <laughs> the most based producer in the game, apparently. Frankie, working hard on this production for CPAC behind the scenes. Boy, everybody, donate a dollar for Frankie right now. Uh, but anyway, another uh, another high-level ranking uh, elected, non-elected official, uh, illegitimate, I guess you could say, another one with um, mental decline. Oh, and by the way, a shocking report came out that the reason why Fetterman was hospitalized was because he was unable to physically or mentally take care of himself. That's the shocking report coming out by Kristen Taylor, by the way. She says that he was hospitalized because he was mentally and physically unable to to take care of himself. Remember the, oh, he's got depression. Yeah, I'd have depression too if I had two heads. Fred Flintstone is smarter than John Fetterneck, said PA cat lady. <laughs> but anyway, another uh, a mental declined uh, individual, Joe Biden. Um, ABC, David Muir of, of ABC got to uh, interview him. And uh, well, <laughs> he didn't like some of the questions he got. But he said the reason why 41% of Americans think, uh, feel worse off financially isn't because of him. It's because of the news and the way the news manufactures news. The Eagles are better than the, the Eagles. Latest ABC News poll shows uh, four in 10 Americans say they're worse off than when you were elected. Only 16% said they were better off. So why is that? Why aren't Americans feeling this? Well, look, I think it goes well beyond the economy. Think about it. You make the news. I mean, you interview for the news. You make the news. Can you think of anything they turn on the television and go, God, that makes me feel good. Almost anything. Everything is in the negative. Everything is in the negative because you're a loser. Everything's in the negative because everything's in the negative, you dummy. Ah. He says, you make the news, uh, you, you, you interview the news. That's what he said. First of all, Eli says, you make the news, which is the accurate statement. And he says, you interview the news. And the reason why everybody doesn't feel better is because of you. So now he's blaming the mainstream media. Oh, how they're going to turn on him now. Speaking of that, let's go to the next clip where he gets very, very frustrated <laughs> with uh, the news. The news is better than th the news, ladies and gentlemen. Check this out. This is incredible. <clears throat> oh. Let me ask you one of the immediate questions. Uh, if and when you do announce that you're running again, uh, you and the former president are both now under investigation by the Justice Department for the discovery of these classified documents. I know that you believe these two cases are very different, but I do remember something you said after the discovery at Mar-a-Lago. You said, I thought data that was in there may compromise sources and methods and names of people who help, and it's just totally irresponsible. Can you assure the American people that none of the documents discovered in your garage or at your old office compromised sources or methods or U.S. intelligence? I've been advised by the council, let the Justice Department make that decision to not try to 
alter the case in any way. There have been very few documents that have been confiscated, found in my possession that were in other than I mean, in my possession, meaning in my home. All the stuff that was moved out of my Senate office over the years, I'm told there were a couple things that were from 1973 or 74 documents were marked classified. I don't know of anything, and maybe, I don't know of anything that is marked like it was, you know, top secret, highly, you know, et cetera. But I, I, I'm told not to comment on that because I don't even know what they are able to, what, what they confiscated. There are many who will understand why you can't comment, why your lawyers are saying uh, not to comment. They also saw you, though, comment on former President Trump. And, and so at the very least... Because, look, here's what they were showing. They were, you guys were showing on television things lying on the ground that said top secret, national, you know, uh, code word. And the difference is every single solitary thing I've been asked to do, I've done voluntarily. All right. So there, right there, hold on. You me. guys, you guys were showing all over the television that all these documents were all over, laying all over the ground. That's your intel? That is your intel? That's your intel. Joe Biden, when you fart, a dust cloud comes out. You literally have cobwebs in your brain. You have no idea what's going on. Your intel is, you guys were shown all over television. Her, uh, her documents just thrown all over the floor. Yeah, no shift. Because they threw them all over the floor, you moron. Seriously, this is, all these months later, all these months later, and you're still running with that? By the way, what's going on with that? What's going on with the Mar-a-Lago raid? Where's those special counsels? Where's those special magistrates and those special judges? What's going on there? What's going on with Donald Trump not being able to be legible, eligible to run again? What's the matter? You losing on that one too, you idiots? Oh, they were strewn all over the place. Come on, man. No, they weren't. They were strewn all over the place for the picture, idiot. We know this because the FBI and the National Archives already said, they already said it. They said, oh, everything was fine. Everything was fine. We told them how to keep the documents and everything put together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything was fine. Lockbox. Oh, yeah, everything was locked up fine. We, are, we already knew that. They were, oh, they were all over his office. I complied. I complied. Dirty, dirty, lying, thieving, scum bags. So dirty, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, I think we need some Enviro cleanse up in here. So dirty, we got to clean the air. So dirty, we got to go to ekpure.com using the promo code LFA, and everybody in our LFA family needs one of these in their house. I know they're expensive. I get it. But you can pay payments on these bad boys. You need them in your house. You know what Victoria said to me today? Victoria said her and her husband keep this in their bedroom. I think she said her bedroom. One of the rooms that they're in all the time. She said, ever since they got this, they live in a really dusty area. She said she's not had to dust once. She's not had to dust once. Do you know what that does to your lungs? That lifts so much pressure off your lungs. Allows you to breathe so much better. COPD, asthma. Anybody that has a hard time breathing, the EnviroCleanse unit will suck out 85% of the toxins and the disgusting crap that's in the air. Like if a Democrat is next door talking, and that Democrat crap goes through the air, guess what? Comes through your house, boom! Purified. Go to ekpure.com, ladies and gentlemen. Get your EnviroCleanse unit today. ekpure.com, promo code LFA. And now, the last two things that I want to talk about here tonight First of all, I got some good news on Sidney Powell, ladies and gentlemen. You know that they're busy trying to take Sidney Powell's um, 
They're busy trying to take Sidney Powell's license to practice law. Same with Rudy Giuliani. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they lost. They lost. Sidney Powell will not be disbarred over election fraud cases. She won. The Texas power had zero evidence as a matter of law that Sidney Powell violated any rule in her four election fraud cases. Congratulations, Sidney Powell. She wins in court against these scumbag losers trying to silence us into existence, into non-existence. And Sidney Powell won her case. I've never interviewed Sidney Powell. And I think we're going to get our, uh, get our, get our team to reach out to Sidney Powell. I would love to have her here. Governor DeWine broke his leg falling upstairs. Ah! Wait, that's, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Did he really? Did Governor DeWine really get injured in East Palestine? Karma's a you-know-what, and guess what? Karma got him. Karma got him. So big shout-out to Sidney Powell. And for those who tried to keep Sidney Powell shut down, take her license, take her uh, ability to practice law, to make a living, you guys get... There it is. I missed. It's two feet away, and I missed. Unbelievable. I should just give up. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the last story of the day today is the movie Jesus Revival. Some of you got to see it. I have not had the opportunity to see it yet. But I do know this. Thousands of people emailed me, sent me message, messages. I've got a few of them. And you know what they say? They say every time they go to see, every time, every time I get a message, they say we went to see the Jesus Revival and it was packed. It was packed. Sold out. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, the Jesus Revolution is just a piece of this Jesus revival that we're seeing across this world right now. Shocked movie elites landing in the top three movie money makers this past weekend. That's breaking records, folks. That is breaking records. Big shout out to Kelsey Grammer. Big shout out to Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus on The Chosen. Moviegoers defied film critics' reviews of the newly released film, which is based in a real-life experience of the hippies being invited into church by Southern California pastor Chuck Smith, who was played by Kelsey Grammer. The film depicts a Christian movement in the late 1960s, early 1970s that spread across the country as thousands joined faith. You think that this, ladies and gentlemen, you think this is a coincidence? This isn't a coincidence. Hold on. Hold on. We're gonna play. We're gonna play the. Uh, we're gonna play the trailer here. This is no coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. This is happening because God is moving mountains. And I just want to give you, right after this uh, trailer that I'm going to show, for some people who have not seen this, I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about where I think this is actually going. All right, let's go ahead and, and roll this clip. Here we go. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? People are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. 
probably noticed, we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this. I then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. Jesus Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, go see it. Today it is out and it is making millions of dollars to continue to spread the word, ladies and gentlemen. I could not be happier. And I am so happy for Jonathan Rumi. He plays Jesus on The Chosen. I am so incredibly happy for what's going on. And where I think this is going is this. We're seeing a Jesus revolution. It is going to be bigger than the one in, in the 1970s, in the in late 60s, early 70s. And you know where I think this is, this is going to culminate to? Where, where I think this is not going to end at, but where I think is going to be a high point of this Jesus revolution? It's going to continue to build. build. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger like a snowball. It's going to get bigger. Jesus is going to be everywhere. And that is when Mel Gibson will release his new movie, The Resurrection. Mark my words. I'm just going by what I feel God is telling me. I think this is going to go. I think I know that um, Mel Gibson's already filming the movie. I know that some things have already started. I think this Jesus revolution is going to go for so long that at the I wouldn't say at the end of it, but at a highlight of it, it's going to explode with Mel Gibson's passion of the Christ, the resurrection. And I can't wait to be a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for live from America tonight. I, I'm sorry for starting late. I'm sorry for finishing late. I know we had a great show today. I want to say thank you to all those who liked the video. If you've not hit that thumbs up yet, please do so on your way out. We'll be back at 9, thir- at 9 a.m. in the morning. But then, 9 a.m. in the morning, 9 a.m., then we got the 11 o'clock show, and then I am gone. Will Smith, Will Smith, look at that, Eli. I don't know why I said that. Will Johnson, keep my name, wife's name out your mouth. Will Johnson will be filling in for me tomorrow night here on Live from America, and then we will all be live from America in D.C. from our hotel rooms the next day, and then Will Johnson will actually join us in D.C. on Thursday for CPAC. Folks, we are going to be 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, just like we always are, except we're going to be down there being a voice for you. Dave Bray USA will be there. We'll be singing. We'll be laughing. We'll be dancing. The LFA TV booth will be where the party is at. If you're going to come there, come there. Be ready, ready to be loud. Be ready to party. And like they said, don't be a square. Be there if you can. Anyway, folks, there's right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love each and every one of you. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. Keep spreading the gospel. Thank you very much for all of your donations for CPAC. We will make you proud. I love each and every one of you. Peace out.
Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.